Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing. Hey, everybody. It is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy, and I'm here once again for another session of Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. And today I'm joined by my husband, Dr. David Nearing, and we are going to talk about the meaning of Thanksgiving. So, David, so glad to have you on the show again. Thanks for being with me. It's always great to be here. So. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the meaning of Thanksgiving. I think this is a holiday in America that has come under um, a lot of questioning and even maybe attack. And I just wanted to spend some time going back to the roots of the holiday, why it's important to us as Americans, and how we can think about it in a reasonable way. So tell us your thoughts. <laughs> well, I think I'd like to talk a little bit about where Thanksgiving came from and its significance, then talk about sort of what it is. And then I think we should talk about some specific things we could do to to deal with family comp- controversies and, and problems that might come up during the, the observation uh, of the of the holiday. That sounds really great. So where did Thanksgiving come from? Well Thanksgiving is a formal um as a formal holiday was, of course, proclaimed uh, by Lincoln, but it had been observed, you know, previously to that in in various states of the Union, often in the Northeast, um, you know, back to to early parts of of the of the Republic. It 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 celebrates the uh, landing of the uh, Plymouth Col- Plymouth Colony, uh, the Pilgrims that actually came from Holland, originating from Scrooby, England, going to uh, Holland and trying to to practice uh, Puritan religion, a, a particular type of Puritan religion that was more clear, as they understood it, biblically grounded. And then when they ran into problems with actually being able to pass that on to their families, have their kids pick up. Uh, their their way of living before God, then they decided to come to North America and try to settle in the land that was uh, that was held by what was called the Virginia Company at that time. Mm-hmm. Now, the what was significant about this is that when people, this is just coming out of the Middle Ages, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're not talking about really big ships. If you've ever been to. <laughs> right. They're really uh, small. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it, in, in today's terms, a lot of those ships probably would only pass as sort of a fairly reasonably sized yacht, you know, mm-hmm. in, in uh, modern terms, postmodern right. terms. Without These the comforts. Not... <laughs> yeah. And they, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's sort of a, a modern sized yacht that's that's pretty Spartan, and mm-hmm. so people were were very prone to die on the crossing. Well, that really wasn't their problem. They didn't. Most of them didn't die on the crossing. 
Uh, I don't remember if any of them did at all. Um, I, I think there was one person, maybe, but um, but that was that was really it, which was really unheard of at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the casualty rates really kicked in that winter because they arrived so late, and they arrived so late because they were they were having problems with the speed well. The speed well, what they they had all these provisions that were supposed to go with them as well as other colonists. And so they're supposed to go with these two ships. If you're ever going to colonize a distant land, you don't want to just send one ship. You want to send two ships that has some redundancy there. Well, yeah, that didn't work. So they had to to leave the Speedwell back in in Plymouth, you know, for which the colony was named, and and then come across just as a group. So they arrived in November and. I was reading, uh, I was actually seeing a thing on the Edmund Fitzgerald where it says, when the gales of November blow early, (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what they started dealing with just as soon as they got here was was the winter winds of of northern North America. So, of course, they they go through that winter. Um, Their uh, casualty rate is, is tremendously high. It's, you know, well over half the the colony gets wiped out, and but then they survive. And there's the the story of Tusquantum or uh, Squanto, and and Samoset, which is is a historical event, and that's a miraculous event in its own right. And it was really by the ministration of of uh, uh, Squanto, Tusquantum in Algonquin, that uh, that they actually were able then to go into the next year really ready to go. And now they started flourishing. But what was significant and most related to Thanksgiving is the fact that they actually um, signed together a Mayflower compla- uh, Compact, which was the first expression of self-ordered liberty under God in North America. That was self-ordered. Okay, And the reason why it was self-ordered is <laughs> they were coming to be in Virginia. Uh, the lands under the Virginia Company, well, they, that's not where they ended up. They ended up way to the north of that. So mm-hmm. they were at risk for being, so they made very, very clear to one another that, A, we are loyal subject of the king, okay, King James. And secondly, um, we also are doing this under God's rule, God's sovereignty. Mm. So. <laughs> That's part of the story that you don't often hear um, is that they landed so far north and that they were they were fearful that they might have been thought of as rebellious to the crown. That's an interesting point. Right. Well, that's what they, they actually say. And then just reading some of the Mayflower Compact, <laughs> it begins uh, in the name of God. Amen. We whose names underwritten the loyal subjects of our dread sovereign Lord King James. Got it. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. So they're making it real clear. Okay. In fact, and they're giving them saying, um, uh, by grace of God of King Britain, France, Ireland, defender of the faith. Okay. Um, uh, et cetera. And, and so what they're doing is that they are being clear, you know, having undertaken for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith and the honor of our king and country. Okay, so they want to make clear we are loyal subjects. We're under the king, but we're doing this for God. Okay, mm-hmm. and so then they bind themselves together in what they call a a a body politic, mutually and solemnly, 
in order to have civil government, in order to have government. Okay, so explain what a body politic is, if people haven't heard that term. Well, a body politic really is is basically, it's, it's a medieval concept that a nation is is designed to order themselves by laws. And this was a great um, discussion at the time, where the laws come from. And, and in England, ultimately the decisions, the ideas were law comes from God, okay, God's law, and that each individual is subject to that law. And the main concept was that flows through the king who's conceptualized as a head. So the head is as much a part of the body as the rest of the body, but you have this head to make sure that that the the body politic, the nation, is in fact following uh, the the laws of God, and that's what's significant about the the land claims of the European sovereigns. They were all done with respect to God in order to enact governance based on laws from God, not laws just from the nation. It was from the nation but under God, okay, so that those laws then could theoretically apply to anybody, but ultimately they made appeal to God. That's what they understood was natural law. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, John Adams, um, in, in one of his pieces, if I can find it here, the um, dissertation on, excuse me, dissertation of canon and feudal law number one, it's in the Federalist Papers, actually talks about the idea that that laws and property really is something that is given by God mm-hmm. and that the people are subject are ultimately responsible to that. And the king is supposed to help with that, hence being the head. Mm-hmm. So this would okay. later become a problem at the time of the Revolutionary War. That's what that debate is all about. Mm-hmm. So so here we have in the Mayflower Compact, the people binding themselves together in order to be legal in what they're doing godly okay and faithful as as british citizens and as christians to enact laws within that with that as an assumption okay as they're they're there and then so then they go through they land they tough it through that next year with a lot of a lot of funerals and crying okay and then the next year once they get the help of uh to squantum squanto then they're able to go into that following fall uh, fall very well provisioned for that next winter. And now they offer up a a festival of thanksgiving to God. So this day ends up being a thanks to God for his blessings for making a community under him that is lawful and prosperous and good. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't just a random off by itself day. This, This all flowed from their understanding of what they were doing there and why they were doing it. And it was just a continuation of what they'd been doing the entire time. It was just a day set apart to really celebrate the fact that they were alive and it was prospering. They're celebrating that as a blessing from God. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay? It's like that's a natural consequence of them doing this for God and for king and for country and it working out well, that God has obviously blessed this because they've done it in his name. So the natural thing you would do is to celebrate that at the harvest. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so this is the whole formation of how the, the celebration originally came about. And the day of Thanksgiving is really a blessing given to us from God, right? 
Right. In fact, when you see the proclamations in the uh, Federal Register, they say this is a celebration for God's blessings on this nation. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So God blessing, meaning God has prospered it and made it go well on this nation. What's the nation? That group of people who recognize that body politic that recognizes that they are under God in the form of natural law in order to seek what God wills through justice and goodness and peace, etc. Mm-hmm. To, to pursue God's values through the mechanisms of government that God has, has, has blessed and prospered in this country. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So that is how the beginning of the day of Thanksgiving came about. Where did Thanksgiving come from? It really came from the Mayflower Compact. The Mayflower Compact and the blessings of success that ensuing year mm-hmm. and the celebration they did in the feast where they did indeed celebrate with the natives. Why? Because the natives were an important part of the Algonquin, were an important part of the the provision of God, that God in his provision, okay, was was taking care of them. And then they worked out an understanding of mutual respect with the Algonquin in that area. Mm-hmm. Right. When when it comes to the time of the of the revolution, John Adams and others are writing and being very clear that that the country now is being predicated, is based on the rights of God that flow directly from God. And instead of understanding property as having to come through a king, it's basically based on the Anglo-Saxon and the Christian idea that Christians are individually responsible to God and what God gives them is theirs without some mediator. And so that, that creates the right of property and and the rights of society as given them by God to act responsibly, lawfully within that body politique. And that's something that John Adams is making very clear uh, in, in Federalist Papers number three. And that is a really huge transition in in governance in the world. I mean, this is this was really cutting edge thought process because before that, really people had to live in tribal or feudal communities. And this is really strained from that in many ways. Well, this is the essence of American exceptionalism. Mm-hmm. You know, what makes America different is the idea that each individual pursues who God is and what God wants from, from him as an individual while still participating in a society in a way that entails lawfulness and mutual respect. That's, that's what essentially was going on in the Mayflower Compact. That's clearly what John Adams is talking about. And, and really all the writers of the American War for Independence or the Revolution mm-hmm. is that this is about individual responsibility to enact what is godly and good, to seek that out and manifest that in one's life, while at the same time by mutually responsible to other people to respect one another and live with liberty and self-respect and prosperity. I love how you said it. It's what makes the American nation exceptional. Um, and I think um, so many people right now are really questioning, is America exceptional or is it just this place that needs done away with? But if you really look at the history of America and really understand it, it is exceptional throughout time. It's it's an anomaly in many ways. This is not a normal place to live. <laughs> it's, why, it's why America prospered and became the global leader in the 20th century. 
That's the base. The problem is, is that those people who disregard that or those people who don't believe in that or understand that or comprehend that, I don't mean, I don't even think they really understand what that means. I think that they, they take for granted the consequences of people living like that, but they have, they really don't have any idea what caused it. Mm-hmm. Or how to protect it. Well, if you don't understand it or what caused it, then you don't have any idea that you're protecting something, much less know how to protect it. Right, right. So that, I mean, there's so much more we could do. Like you could just do a, a, a thesis or a dissertation on all of this. It's so fascinating to me. But we want to go into um, what what happened after that initial celebration of Thanksgiving. How did it become a national holiday and why? Okay, well, let's talk about that more next time. Okay, great. Thanks for being on the show. You guys join us for the next episode of Life Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much. We're so honored that you're listening and that you share this podcast, Life Skills 101, with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.